personal Egypt being in a state where we feel very contracted and constricted, um, maybe having a lot of anxiety or feeling stuck by old behaviors or control or like repeating the same cycles again and again, addictive patterns, things that, you know, we might feel like we put in so much effort and we're finally moving forward. And then we're like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Same cycle with my child, same cycle with my husband. I can't believe we're repeating myself or I'm back to that addiction. I've been working so hard, you know, trying to get over it. So that's the Egypt and Israel is in a place that we're free from that, where we're really living our true self, we're knowing what Hashem wants of us, we're living free, we're living in alignment. And of course, anyone and everyone will say, of course, I want to live free, of course, I want to live in alignment, of course, I don't want to be stuck with all these addictions or old patterns, but how do I get there? I'm trying so hard. I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. So this week is really, really a roadmap because as the Rebbe says, and as something we've known, is that Abraham, his neshama was chosen to be the trailblazer for this spiritual journey of getting out of our personal mitzrayim, our personal constriction, and getting to a space of living free, becoming one with Hashem and reaching our greatest potential, which is what Abraham did. And that's why we call him our forefather, because spiritually he is the father who trailblazed this for all of us, for all of our neshamas. And when we think about trailblazing, you think about, you know, there's a road well traveled on that we know there's the road maps and there's already the trees were cleared out and you already know the road and then trailblazing a new road you know think about a forest let's say that you know no one has traveled on yet and there's tons of trees and tons of obstacles and lots of turns along the way and no road maps and the first person who's going to venture out and say you know what i'm going to figure out a path in this forest obviously it's going to take a lot of tribulations and a lot of inner strength and will to get through to find the path and then automatically it's easier for the second person, third person, fourth person, because someone has done it. There's a roadmap. There's, there's, there's a way. So this is Abraham. And so this Sicha, the Rebbe literally goes through the different steps of Abraham's journey and parallels it to the steps of what we need to do to get out of the things that have held us hostage our whole life and to reach a space where we desire to live in a space of flow. So let's go to the beginning um, where Avraham, his first 75 years, and we know that he lives in Haran. It was so interesting. The Rebbe says the Haran, in, in, it, was, it refers to Haran Af, which means actually anger. And anger is, is actually a result of coming from a space of victim or a limitation. So Haran was in a space where people were, you know, were victims and very disconnected from Hashem. It was a very godless reality. Everyone we know were serving idols. And from that space, they were very disconnected from their potential. So they were very disempowered. They were very victim, in a victim mentality, they were very stuck. And so therefore, from this victim space, actually, that's what breeds anger and frustration and negative energy, which ultimately is a vicious cycle that ends up trapping other people, right? Because if someone's angry, then you're afraid, you're afraid to get them angry. So then there's people pleasing and all these things just dig people more and more and more. It's just a side fact. What's interesting is that Hamas actually also means anger and violence. And if you think about it, that Hamas is like the ultimate, like final straw of years and years of being a victim, right? And feeling victimized and being so, so in the dark and so living lies and building themselves around their own lies and what happens it breeds 
extreme negativity, extreme violence, extreme anger. Now, most of us, you know, on a much, much smaller scale, we experience small anger, a small frustration because we feel so stuck. So Haran represents being stuck, stuck by ego, stuck by mind, stuck by control, feeling disconnected from flow, from Hashem. And we know he lived there for the first 75 years of his life. Um, and the rabbi says, and we're gonna we're gonna read this together on page 67, that um, even though Abraham did incredible things and he used all his power and all his energy to be a trailblazer and to bring light and make change, there's two things. First of all, the the Torah barely mentions, even though this is his first 75 years, that's a significant chunk of his life. The rabbi the the rabbi, the Torah just glosses over this time because he made impact, but in a really in a very limited way. His true, true power came after Lechelcha when he redeemed himself from this limited space. But even within Haran, he he worked with all his might and he tried and he did everything he can to his fullest potential at that time to make impact, but it was very limited because he was still in this restricted environment. And that's connected to us. Like we could work really, really, really hard to achieve, to achieve and achieve. And then we're like, if life could feel like quicksand, where we're like, no matter how much I try, I could only, I don't feel like I'm really making impact. I don't feel like I'm really influencing. I don't feel I'm reaching my potential. So page 67, um, bottom paragraph, I'm gonna read. Um, Once this mighty one was weaned, it's talking about Abraham, he began to ponder with his mind until he reached the truth and began to stand and call with a great voice to all the world and let them know that there is one God for the whole world and he is the one to serve. And to add in the accurate wording, mighty one, that Abraham stood with all his might against the whole world, Abraham Ha'ivri, the whole world on one side, Aver, and he was on the opposite side and was not intimidated by them, even though that he was only Avram and not Abraham, Abhamon Hagayim, the father of many nations, we will explain. So actually here in a different paragraph, it explains more that, you know, he worked really, really hard, but had limited, he did make influence, but he wasn't yet a father of nations because he didn't make, wasn't able to bring transformation to the whole world because he hadn't reached his full transformation within himself. But it says something very interesting here. It says that from a space of Avram, first of all, it says that he used all his might, meaning at that point, he wasn't in a space like where he was in full flow with Hashem. So he had to use all his human ability to the max to work so hard to stay against the, you know, the grain and like be ever Hayam. He was on the opposite side because um, he was really doing this, of course, with Hashem's aid, but a part of him was doing it really on his own initiative, his own accord, because he hadn't had that full transformation with Hashem yet. But what do we learn from him that it says he was Aver, he was on the opposite side. So even though he was in Haran, those 75 years, and he was in a limited state, in a limited environment, he did his part to the max. He, he pushed himself, he used every single bit of his strength to what? To stay in truth, to live his authentic self, to use, to, to use the, his voice for Hashem. And it says specifically, he was not... In, the rabbi uses the word he was opposite and he was not intimidated by them so that was his initiation that's what that was his strength that all those years to be the only one to believe in something and the entire world to be against you 
many of us have felt this feeling of like, feels like the whole world's against me or feels like I'm like practically the only one sharing this, but we're never like the only one, you know, we might be the only one in our family or, you know, one of the only ones, but we could always connect to and find people who are, you know, walking this path with us. Avraham was literally the first one to bring this to the world. This is so much strength. So the Rebbe is telling us here, because we're going to go through each step of Avraham's life and understand the process for our own journey of how to get out of this stuckness. The first thing is you are going to be in an environment of stuckness. You are going to be in your head. That's the way Hashem created it right now. Galas is a reality where there's, you know, we're still in energy that could be negative. There could be a lot of anger around us. There could be a lot of people who disagree with us. There's a lot of negative energy and our mind is conditioned to control, to control us. It's, it's uh, an exiled mind works to block and suppress the body and the body's truth and is, and is blocking it. So the best thing that you could do in the beginning, you might feel very frustrating. You might feel like, I want to just be like Avraham. I want to be flowing with Hashem. I want to know my truth. I want to trailblaze. I want to, you know, change the world. And the rabbi is saying, you know, it won't take us 75 years, but just keep in context. Like at first Avram, the best he can do is do his best and stay in his truth and not people please and not shut down because he's afraid and not be afraid what other people are going to think and be clear and strong. And from there, that's the, we us initiating. And then from there, Hashem will come and guide us to the next step. Okay, following so far? You want to say something? Yeah, I want to clarify. Yeah. So is the first step recognizing that we are each at some point in Haran, in this space of, of anger and trying to control? And yeah. even while we're there, we're still trying to do good things like Abraham was. But recognize think, that space. Yes, because what happens is this is the thing with exile is that we've been so we really haven't had access to living in a redemptive way until now, right? We've all lived in exile. So like, imagine if Avraham didn't know that Israel existed, right? So Haran was the best that he could have, but if he could identify and say, this is Haran, but there's something so much better. Like there's, you know, I, I, I know that there's something better and that this is not the ultimate of living with Hashem, which is what he did. He didn't get access to Eretz Yisrael, but he knew that Haran was not the reality a godly reality and that there's a reality that's better even though he wasn't he was the only one who saw it but he saw he because we grew up and we say well all society does that or that's the way i was raised or my parents taught me that or look at everyone else so this is normal everyone fights and everyone argues and everyone is people pleasing and everyone's codependent so what do you expect from me sure that's one way of living or you know what i know everyone's doing this around me but this is exile like what you're saying identifying Haran and saying I want better. I don't want to live controlled by my head. I don't want to live in my ego. I don't want to live in fear. Now, I don't know how I'm going to get to Israel. I don't know how I'm going to get to freedom, but I want to be living a different way and like clarifying that for ourselves. Yeah. And then also be willing. People could say, what are you talking about? There is no other way. This is the way this is, this is life. No, but I believe in my body that there's something more. And then from there comes more revelation. Does that clarify that? Okay. Um, now the rabbi is going to say something so amazing that the next step for when, when Hashem, Hashem comes and reveals himself to Avram and says, Lech Lecha, go, go from your land, leave everything behind and be willing to 
follow me into a land that I won't show you. Leave everything behind. And then we're going to read the, the words of the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, leaving your land, your birthplace, your father's house, meaning in order now to tr be ready to transcend and leave Haran, meaning leave the society way of operating, leaving an exile mentality, leaving the way our heads dictate and control us, we need to literally be willing to break out of everything we ever thought was 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 normal every all the rules like leave Haran leave your father's house leave the land like are you willing to go into step into something that your human mind will never be able to grasp because it has never experienced it it's a it's and that's what we call in Hasidus it's called Hasachadas it's beyond logic leaving Haran next he so the first his first step was that he was willing to stay with Hashem stick with his truth but now he had this test and was like are you willing to go to something, uh, a, a new reality that I'm going to show you as you go along to live present, to not even know exactly what that means, but to trust that there's something that you don't have, that no matter how much you could sit for days and days and days and try to make sense of it, your brain will never be able to because we're talking about beyond logic, leaving everything you've known. But I've always learned this, but everyone says this, but this is what the books say, but this is what I've always done. Yeah then then you'll stay in Haran because Haran is staying in your head. Now the Rebbe is going to say, and we're going to read in the words because this is so powerful and I want to highlight it. The Rebbe says, even leaving aspects of whole, levels of holiness to a point that something that you're going to a place that Avram was being asked to go to a place that merging physical and spiritual and going to a whole new reality, like a whole nother level of holiness, meaning I think like it's so it's so relevant to us because we can say like let's say I don't know I'm always I I'm such a person with chesed right let's say I'm not saying me I'm saying someone who could say I, I've always like been raised that we just give and give and give and people are always welcome in my house morning tonight and if someone's in the hospital I make them food and no matter what and so this is what we do this is what we do I've been trained to do this and then you get to a point where your body is like. I can't, I literally physically can't. My body's falling apart. I haven't exercised. I haven't eaten well. My family needs me. I can't do it. But your brain is like, but we do it, but we do it. This is what, this is the expectation. And so the rabbi is saying even levels of holiness, because you could say, but it's a mitzvah. How can I say no if it's a mitzvah? So the exile way of relating to holiness was it's a mitzvah. We have to, but the rabbi is saying, Lech lecho, go to a place where we merge spiritual and physical where we go to a different level of holiness that includes both physical and spiritual, meaning to a place that includes our body and helping other people. Like, of course I wanna help people, but if my body is falling apart, I'm actually on an elevated level. I'm moving to a more expansive place to say, no, this is too much. I'm living more balanced. I'm living, I'm living honoring myself as well. So let's read inside um, page 69. The last also um, paragraph, the end of ice eight. So through Avram fulfilling the command of Hashem, go for your own good from your land and your birthplace and the house of your father to the land that I will show you that he went away and out of all the limitations and his routinely serve his routinely service until then, including in his servants in his service of influence in the world and even of the limited level of holiness. He nullified also this limitation, the separation and decree between the upper realms and the lower realms and began the union of the upper realms and the lower realm. Through him doing Hashem's command, 
of going from your land, from your birthplace and from the house of your father. And where is he going? So this is saying, again, I already expressed it, but he's leaving everything he knew and is leaving that limited space. The, the mind has always been in, in charge, exile. It's only spirituality. What, you're taking care of your body? What, you have boundaries? What, you, you think like you, you're being so selfish. You're, you're, your body's hurting, but someone needs you and you're saying no, like what kind of spirituality is that? So the exile was more like a spirituality that was in our head. This, this going forward is, it's a spirituality that there's Hashem in everything. There's Hashem in our desires, there's Hashem in our bodies needs, there's Hashem in the physical, there's Hashem in the spiritual. It's like, it's not limiting Hashem, that spirituality is not just running away from ourselves and doing a mitzvah in the way that we always thought. But it also includes that, it doesn't exclude it. We're not saying don't do mitzvahs. We're saying that it's much bigger and broader. It's Hashem's in everything. And now, so we're leaving that and where are we going? And the Rebbe continues, and go into the land that I will show you. Where are you going? I will reveal you yourself, your essence. It will be revealed in the land, the lowest realms, its true existence and essence, the upper realms. So where are you going? And the Rebbe is saying, I'm bringing you to your essence. Because in your essence, and the Rebbe is saying to the lowest place, that means our essence, as we know, the lower we go, the higher Hashem's light is. The lower something is, the higher the light is. So where are we going? To the land that I will show you. I will bring you to your land to your body where within it is your essence, Hashem's essence within it. Because until now, our mind played tricks on us and said, what, you're gonna feel your feelings? What, you're gonna take care of your body? You know, there's more important things to do. It's like staying in that spiritual masculine realm. But now we wanna find our essence. And in the essence, we have to realize that there's also spirituality in the feelings, also spirituality in our body. It's spiritual to honor ourselves, to realize that Hashem is within us, knowing our boundaries, knowing what's good, what's not. From there, we reveal something so much deeper that we can never access when we were just in our head. Okay. You want to say something? Yeah, just because you asked me to clarify, I'm going to ask every question oh, I have. No, please, definitely. Um, so that like kind of hit something when you said, you know, to the land, like to the land that I will show you that's in your body it feels like our body is holding on to so many limitations that may not be Hashem's essence. You know, our body has so many trauma responses and so many triggers and so many like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. But that's actually stopping us from our true essence. Exactly. So it's very important and I'll address it here and I think we will address it more, but I, I, I will take the time to pause it here because I, I did want to address this very important the reason why because this is this is a fact that we want to do this work we want to be free we want to get and, and if someone says get out of your head go in your body you could say okay and you try it for a day and then all you feel in your body is the clouds and the heaviness like we talked about last week precious noah right the clouds the storm the heaviness the trauma and so it's like it could work maybe for a few hours for a day or two and then it just our our head cuts right back in control because it's so scared and it's trying to protect us and so much easier go on social media you know oh, sorry i'm just going to finish this and then i want to hear hi rachel um go on social media go distract get busy because yeah being present in our body we're left with such we're so such heavy emotion and so the rabbi is going to address this and saying that in order to redeem our land we have to be present we have to be in our body and we have to get out of our head and then we will feel all those feelings but see every single sicha it's 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 like building blocks on the other. So we just did Parshas Noach. 
And the whole Parsha's Noach is how to deal with the clouds in our body. So now we have to apply that to here now and saying, the Rebbe is saying, you're ready for Lach Lecha because I already gave you the tools of Noach. Noach is how to bring tranquility, calm, and healing into your nervous system so that you can do the work to go in your body, bring, remember, bring the sunlight to the clouds, healing your nervous system, accessing the light and so that you could be aware of the clouds. What are they saying? What, you know, what are they feeling? Bring the love and then redeem them and release them to make way for the path to get to our essence so that we can live like Avraham. So of course we needed Parshas Noah first. That's, that's why we, you know, we learned it first, but um, but I was going to say something else about that. Um, yeah, but it escaped me, but Rachel, go, go for it. And just to pick up on what you were just saying. So thank you for the class. Um, this concept of being present is huge in terms of formal work. So many people that are um, holding on, even unconsciously, even in the body, cannot be in the present, definitely can't think about the future because their nervous system is entwined with memories that are held. And so this concept of like, like go away from all of that. Um, and just, um, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, that we're saying about, uh, that we're, sorry about the dog, <laughs> that we're holding trauma also in our nervous system is this incredible power. You hear stories of mothers able to lift cars and there's like incredible energy and positive energy as well as all of that. And sometimes we forget, so I just wanted to say, so remember, especially as women, we do have that incredible capability floating around unaccessed. Absolutely, definitely. I think it's also important you know, there's certain things that we have to part of the rewiring system and to be able to do this work is we have to change our mindset about certain things. And we also have to look inside the Torah and realize that access the lessons that are here for us to be able to apply in this work. When we got out of Egypt, Egypt is that mentality, right? When we're controlled by the mind and we're limited and we're, you know, not free to live our essence. We didn't go straight into the land of Israel. We had to travel through the desert for 40 years to heal to do those, you know, the 49 levels of accessing the seven parts of our neshama, of our soul, and emotionally healing and connecting to Hashem and feeling safe. What is those 40 years? Realizing we're safe, we're safe. Hashem reminding us, look, these clouds are holding you, protecting you. Like, you can't go from Egypt to Israel. And the thing is that we live in a society where produce, 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 produce. What are you doing? What do you, what, you know, what job do you have? How much money are you making? What can you say for yourself? So we have to, the reason why we learn these Torah stories is to help us be able to do this work. It's so scary because people will say, I want to leave Egypt, but whenever I leave Egypt, all I feel is the desert, stillness, silence, my emotions, fear, unknown. I don't know where I'm going. So I just keep running back to Egypt because at least there's clarity. I know there's familiarity. So we have to lean into that when we're feeling in the desert and we're like, all I feel is silence and stillness and fear and chaos and to trust Yes, that is the, the the Torah tells us that is the process to get to Israel. We are you. There is a destination, but don't think you could skip the desert. You have to be willing. And if it's like, I feel like I'm wasting my life. All I'm doing is feeling like crazy all the time, trying to remind my body that I'm safe. And the Jewish, our ancestors, six hundred thousand men plus whatever amount of children and kids spend forty years. All they did was heal and remind themselves where with Hashem, where with Hashem, where with Hashem. Not, it doesn't take us 40 years because they trailblazed for us. We're the same souls. We know how to do this. But can but, I ask something? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go for I, it. I don't want to interrupt you, but those souls didn't make it to Israel. 
they had to die in the desert. Like they couldn't experience that gullus and still Israel. Like, you know, it's kind of a scary thought for us. I feel like we've experienced gullus. I feel like we're that generation, but we want to get, to, we want the ultimate gullus. Like how we are. You- the ultimate the ladies, the ladies go to Israel. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyways, we're the same souls finishing off what they're doing and getting into Israel. We don't, we don't, we're not the same souls to repeat and to to be stuck. They did tons of the trailblazing and the Rebbe said very clearly, we're the generations of of the last generation of Gaulus, the first generation of Gula and, and gave us the pathway and everything that's happening is proof that we're absolutely getting there. It's Just curious, is leaving Egypt their Gula? Like, is that considered the Gula or is the, when did the, their Gula start? Was Gula leaving Egypt or was Gula actually getting into Israel? It's such a good oh. question because it's it clarifies so much when people ask, what does it mean the Rebbe said that Gula is here? Like there's still so much pain, so much suffering, so much healing. Like, so there's two two stages of Gula. There's Gula, the getting out of Egypt was when we got out of Egypt, literally. We got out of Mitzrayim. So there was one level of freedom, but we still had Mitzrayim inside of our bodies. We still had trauma within us. So the next 40 years was a process of getting Mitzrayim out of us. So we got out of Egypt, but we needed Mitzrayim to come out of us. So when the Rebbe said, Geula's here, and started in Memchah, so 35 years ago, what was he saying? He said, until this moment and this moment of time, you could not get out of Egypt. You could not get out of your head. You could not access transcendence. You could not access your body. It's impossible. The world wasn't ready. Our bodies weren't Kalim yet. Hashem wouldn't allow it. So that's why the Tanya is all about the book of the Bainini. Like you are, if you can make it to the level of Bainini, like, wow, like that is like the highest level possible because the Bainini is where they can't, they're not transforming their, their essence. They're just staying on top. So that was like the most, most, most we could possibly do in Galas. When the Rebbe introduced the Gula, that the Gula is here, the Rebbe is saying basically the doors of, of Mitzrayim are now open. You are not stuck. You do not have to be in this level, but the 40 years have begun. So it doesn't mean, it means that now each person as they're ready to leave the doors and to recognize that what's possible will open up their own doors of Egypt, go to their own, out of their own heads and their own limitations and start their journey. And so it's, we didn't all leave at the same time. Each of us choose when to leave. And some of us, some people started 35 years ago, some 30, some 25, some five, some just starting now we're all it's it's available now and people are slowly it there's waves and more and more and more people are accessing this but the potential the rabbi basically said the potential is here and now what are we doing we're some people are still living in egypt because they don't they're not tuned into the fact what's possible so you could choose to stay in egypt some people are in the desert where they're doing the work some people are reaching more and more and more personal levels of Gula, like experiencing more and more levels of alignment and freedom and accessing more and more light because it's becoming more and more possible. And it's it's a it's a stage and it's a journey. And eventually each person as they do the work and because it's trailblazing and Avram did it first and each of us, as we do, we trailblaze, later Neshamas, it gets easier and easier and easier and faster because we're all doing this together. We're all walking the spiritual path and each person that does it makes it easier and, and makes the road more clear and like vacuums out all the junk and all the schmutz and all like the exile mentality, it clears it out. So that's why when we can look around and we could have despair and say, so many people haven't even started. They're still living in Egypt. They still have their doors closed. They don't even know. 
are we ever going to get there? But yes, it's going to get to a point where people can, you know, go from Egypt to Israel, like in a few months, or then eventually in a few days and a few because it's like, it's so much is is out there now. Yeah, Gila. Hi, I think it's also everyone has their own personal way to go. So one, it's easy for to work on Amidas and it's easy to get rid of the anger and the frightenness. But someone else, that's Dafka, what's the last to to trip to uh, handle? So we are all on our own way. So we shouldn't think, oh, she knows already how to do that. Everyone in their own pace, that's how you say it. Yes, everyone in their own pace and in their own way. And there's no race and there's no competition. And it's a personal journey between us and Hashem. And it, it, there's no accident that, you know, we started with one with Avraham because each one of us is a, it's a personal journey. It didn't start with a group. It started with, a, with just Avraham. And then from here, he there a group developed from him. So we also our work, we slap along people along with us, our family members and people who are very close to us. Hopefully just, we're not not the way no, we don't have to push anything just through our work. But yeah, exactly. And everyone's moving along and we don't, and each person in their own way. Okay. Sarah, the other Sarah, did that, do you feel more settled with your question? Sarah M. Yes, thank you. Like I have more questions, but I would, I want I don't want to stop you. So <laughs> okay, let's see, let's see if uh, Rob is going to answer for you, you know, through the class and then you could ask more then. So now um, there's still, yeah, there's still a lot more to talk about. So the Rebbe talks about now that living, living free is living is that, and we've talked about this before, you know, that the third base of Migdash, when we say like, oh, when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a third base of Migdash. It also means that there's a third way, like living in a Mashiach way, living in a redemptive way is realizing we're not stuck, not like black and white thinking, like there's always a third option, a third way. And this is connected to lech lecha, like going out of the way you always thought. Like the way we always thought is very black and white thinking. Like this is spiritual and this is physical. This is allowed and this is not allowed. Like this is this is how I have to do it. Like I I I made I made a list to do list and I have to accomplish this and this and this and this and much every day no matter what. This, this is living like completely restricted. Or you know we could we could go an opposite extreme. The third way is realizing that. What it really living in the third way means living present and being like, what does Hashem want for me right now? So right now he might want me to take a nap and have self-care. And an hour he might want me to make dinner for someone in the hospital. And the next hour he might want me to dance. And the next hour where I might want to dive in. It's the third way, it's, 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 it's like receiving what I need now that's not limited by anything, but it has to be present. And I want to say, how do we know that it's constantly changing and it's constantly being present in order to live the third way. Because we could also see from the words, lech lecha, leave from your father's house, from your birthplace, everything. What does that mean? Leave the past behind. Don't live in the past trauma. Don't live in the past fear. Don't live by the conditions of what you always thought life was. But where are you going to the land that I'm, I'll show you. The future is unknown also. You can't control your future because I'm not even telling it to you. So this is a, alluding, these, this sentence also alluding to us that living, living free and living really in alignment, like opening ourselves up to be a vessel for Hashem, it means leaving the past and leaving the future and being really, every moment, receiving what's available for me now, what's right now. 
But I want to read now about the, this third way, because the third way is, again, it's opening up to an expansive state of, there's, there's no rules. It's what does Shem want from me right now? So page 71, um, it's just a weird one paragraph. And we may say that this is also the explanation why the Parsha of Lech Lecha is the third Parsha of the Torah. Since the content of Lech Lecha is the preparation and beginning of the giving of the Torah, which is connected to the third path, the middle one, which connects upper realms and lower realms. And then the Rebbe goes on to say, Beratius is path one, which is all perfection and spiritual. Noah is path two, which is very grounded and like earthly and disconnected and in the dark. And the third path is upper realms, lower realms, like expansiveness, like don't limit yourself to the past, the present, the future, don't, not the present, don't limit yourself to the past or the future and don't limit yourself to black and white thinking or this is spiritual, this is physical. It's being open to receive Hashem's messages at every moment, okay? Okay, we can continue. I just say what, what, something you remind me of that from a yeah. past sicha that um, I forget which one it was, but there's no up, there's no um, from above to below or no below from above that it's all one. Yeah. And just visual, I forget which sicha that was from, but it's something that I learned from you. And it was something that, that just visually this kind of like this union of the above to below and below from above something in the middle meaning that's totally new. And like beyonds above, beyonds below, just something meaning in in the middle that's like transcendent to like from like you know transcendent transcends both the above and below. So that, just something that reminded me of that. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's lach lacha, exactly. So now the rabbi is going to address. Okay, so it's so nice. We have, it's lovely. We're talking about getting out of our heads, getting out of our limitations. You know, going into this open space. But how do we access our land? How do we? Which you know? How do we? We even which direction to go? We, so next, Avram leaves, and he it's he has to be willing to live in the present, and he doesn't even know where he's going, but he's willing to live, leave all the conditionals, his routine, his conditions, even the level of holiness that he had behind. He's willing to live in the present. He doesn't know where he's going. And next, what happens is, is that he goes to the land of Eretz Yisrael and he scouts the land and settles in the land and, you know, gets the inheritance of the land. And the rabbi, we're going to read inside, the rabbi says that these lands is our, our body. And how many lands are in Eretz Yisrael? There's 10 lands and there's 10 lands in our bodies, the 10 parts of our neshama, the three intellectual parts and the seven emotional parts. Now, what's so powerful is that all through Hasidus and Torah and all through the years, we've learned that we've 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 only been able to conquer seven of the lands of Eretz Yisrael until now. And, and in Torah, it's always said that the last three lands, there's three more lands that we'll only be able to conquer in the times of Geula, in the times of Mashiach, we'll be able to access these last three lands. Now, the Rebbe says that these three lands are, are is our head, is the intellectual part of our neshama. And that that's basically been trapping us and keeping us in Gullis because we've had no access to be able to redeem and heal the exile controlling part of our brain. So we have to understand. So, so what does this mean? So basically the seven lands have been conquered and not the three lands. That means the seven lands, there's something that needs to be conquered first before we can access the healing and redemption of our head. And the fact is, when we're stuck in our head, we're always trying to heal our head through our head. And the Rebbe says it's not going to work because 
if you're trying, you know, to heal your head through a logical process, why am I thinking this? I don't want to be an ego. I don't want to be in fear. Overanalyzing. How am I going to stop controlling my control? You're basically using a limited tool to heal something from its own limitations. And so they're saying, first, you have to go into the seven lands. The seven lands are first. You have to move away from the head. The head is so confusing. It's so complicated. And it's in Gullis. It's in exile. So if you know that, like if you could put it aside and forget the head now, travel to your body, travel to your body. And that means we've already spoken about that going into the midbar. Now, we, and we, we already addressed this, but I just want to remind everyone, why do people not make that step of getting out of the head and going into the body? Because <gasps> going into the desert, going into the unknown, going into feelings, going into emotions. Oh my gosh. So again, I'm, just, I'm not going to spend the whole class on this because we already spoke about Noah, but now we need to use the tools of Noah. And yeah, you're going to go in your body and you're going to feel trauma and you're going to feel, but we're going to soothe those things. And each way, each person through somatic healing, through whatever each person has, you need to have tools to access your body. Of course, I will not say you can do this without tools of knowing how to comfort the clouds that are gonna come up when you're in your body. But this first step, you have to put your head aside, stop trying to heal your head and you have to heal your body. You have to redeem your body. You have to heal your nervous system. You have to heal your feminine light and your heart and feel the feeling towards love towards Hashem and have your nervous system access the truth and the light and get really, redeem all those blockages and all those clouds that are blocking you from what your body's truth and your body's the, the body's language of knowing the truth about Hashem. It's the higher, higher light. It's the feminine light. So the brain is actually is masculine and the body is feminine. And the Rebbe says, um, actually, it's, okay, I'm going to pause here. I want to read inside and then we're going to talk about this more. I'm going to give examples and hopefully this will be super clear for everyone. Okay, page 77 on the on the right. The conquering of seven lands expresses the service of the refinement of the seven attributes and the land of Kani, Knizi, and Kadmaini, the, the other three lands, is the service with the three faculties of intellect, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So here the rabbi is saying, when it's talking about Abraham going next and conquering the land of Eretz Yisrael, it's referring to our own bodies. In the present time, the Jewish people were given only the seven lands, since now the main service is comprised of the refinement of the attributes, and the service of the three faculties of intellect is mainly to influence the attributes. So now the Rebbe is saying, until now, the Gaulist way was mayach shalit alalev, that all our avaida, our work was to take use the brain to refine, to suppress, and to keep the emotions in check. We were not ready to access the light of our body. It was such high light that it, we, wouldn't, we didn't know how to utilize it and refine it in the proper way. So the brain's job was to basically stay on top of the body and keep away and suppress it and like keep it in check. That was the exiled way. It was appropriate for them. However, in the time to come, when every matter in the service of Hashem will be at the height of perfection, the service with the three faculties of intellect will be also a mainly a service in itself to unite with godliness through the complete union, an amazing union of an intellect with the wisdom of Hashem, um, which he and his wisdom is all one. So basically that once we able to access the body, like stop the brain from suppressing the body and redeem and heal the light of the body, from there, the brain is ready to be redeemed and it, the brain can become one with Hashem and the brain can become a healed brain and work together with the body 
that all 10 parts of our faculties are working in harmony, where there's no more misplacedness and fragmentation and all over the place and the brain versus the whole body and our heart and what do I want and what's true those everything gets still in silence and we get to a place of inner Shabbos because everything all parts of us gets redeemed and if everyone all parts of our body know the truth and is connected to Hashem and is it with one with Hashem no one's going to go against each other if you think about it, it's it's a mirror in life like people who don't live with Hashem it's like tip for tat. I said this so now you owe me this or I'm angry at you, so you owe me this, or I, if I'm right, then you can't be right. Only one of us can be right. That's that's a godless reality. But if a, few, if a room of people are, everyone's with Hashem and everyone knows their worth and everyone feels whole, it's gonna be like, yeah, there's room for me and there's room for you and there's room for my opinion, there's room for you. And it's so wonderful that you're good at this and it's so wonderful you're good at this and I'll support you in this way and you'll support me in that way. That's coming from wholeness. So when our brain's whole and our body's whole, they will each know their place and they will work together in harmony and there will be no more inner dichotomy. I will explain, so I'm gonna give examples, but I just wanna read another statement here from the Rebbe. For this is understood that the completeness of the uh, service- can, can I just clarify? Yeah. I don't understand. We're, you said that until now we've been given the three lands, I mean, we've been given the seven lands and that represents the feelings in the body. Yeah. But it seems like the opposite. It seems like until now we've been functioning with our mind, not our body. So what right. does it mean that until now we've been, we entered the land already of the, I so, guess, so, when the Jews entered the land back then? I don't know. How, like, so do, uh, do, no, no, I understand what you're saying. It's a good question. First of all, so everything that happened then was, to, was uh, uh, an external reality to prepare us for this final gula, like where the base of is actually in our bodies. So like we had different levels of conquering the land. Like first Avram went and got the land and then Yoshua conquered the land. And then later, I think as the Rebbe said, Ezra conquered the land again. And the, for the first base of Mikdash, the second base of Mikdash, right? And Avram trailblazed the Eretz Yisrael becoming holy to prepare for eventually the base of Mikdash. Now we're doing everything again, but in our bodies. We're preparing our our bodies is the third base of Mikdash. There's also gonna be a third base of Mikdash that's going to mirror our bodies, but the preparation work is that every single one of us becomes our tisral, and there's a base of within us, and our neshama is shining like the menorah. So we're doing all that work. So the fact that they conquered the seven lands doesn't mean that we had access to our bodies. It means that on a on a on a physical level, Eretzisral, which is the feminine land, you know, it's like she she's like the queen of of the world. She represents our body. On some level, she was standing in her light and in her glory during those years when she was in her light and we had a base of Migdash. So we access that in some way on the universe level, but we never access that in our bodies. But we had those times where we had a base of Migdash in Eretz Yisrael so that we could see what we need to do for ourselves, like building a Mishkan, how to build a Mishkan within us. Now, our head has been dominating us and we haven't been in our body, but that that's not the redemption of the three lens because our body was our brain wasn't redeemed it's been in exile so when we say that our brain has been in charge we're talking about an exiled land an exiled those three lands that are exiled that are being dominated by the other countries by other nations and and not they're not those three lands really have are, are holy and they're part of Eretz Yisrael but they don't have access to their essence of who they are because they're being dominated so the brain is really so holy and has an amazing, amazing purpose. And we're gonna talk about what its, surf, what its purpose is once it's redeemed. 
But in exile, it's it's being conquered by negative energy. Our Yetzirah is in our head. It's being dominated by all kinds of ego and control and everything that's not its true essence. So we've had access to our brain, but not our redeemed brain. Does that make sense? So said, I'm, I'm hearing. So until now, when we had Mayach Shalat Al-Halev, it was keeping our body in check, but it wasn't necessarily the highest version of our mind or bringing out the highest version of our body. No, it was like Avraham and Haran. Like the best we could do is work really hard and try to make some influence and try to make change or maybe like, you know, work really hard to disconnect from society and do good, you know, Torah and mitzvahs, which is good. It's good. No one's saying it's it's bad. It's the best we could do. But now the rabbi's saying, now we're all ready for Lech Lecha. We're ready to go to Eretz Yisrael. We're ready to go way beyond Haran. And from there, we need to redeem our body and then redeem our brain. So I'm going to, I will, um, oh yeah, I want to read one more paragraph about this, and then I will try to give examples of redeeming our brain and what that looks like. From this is understood that the completeness of the service, also of the seven attributes, is specifically when we have all 10 soul powers, the three faculties of the intellect and the seven attributes, also as they are for themselves, and the wording of the verse, and this is from Shema, um, and you shall love Hashem your God with all your heart, seven attributes. So that's first. First, you have to redeem your heart. Then nafshecha comes next. What's nafshecha? It's all ten parts of your soul. It's when so first you first you have access to the seven. From there, you could redeem all ten nafshecha. and all your might. All your might is like your full power. It's keser. It's like your body. It's your nervous system. It's like your whole body is in full flow. So it's a process. First, you have to redeem the seven. Then you have access to then your brain. And then you have access to all ten. And then your whole being becomes one with Hashem. Okay, let me give you some examples. So I, I was thinking an example. I was thinking a great example was like, let's say even starting these classes, right? Starting this podcast for myself. We all have we all have desires. This is this. I'm going to give an example of like an exile state if my brain was in charge, and then from a redeemed place. So, I might have had a desire, right? I want to I want to share these rebbesichas. I want to start a podcast or whatever. If my brain was in charge, I would never have been able to do it. And there was many times actually over the years that I've wanted to, and I've never been able to because my brain was still dominating. What are people going to think? What if people think you're making it up? What if, you know, people don't like it? What if you don't do a good job? What if, da, 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 da. The brain just instantly pushes down the desire, fills you with anxiety and fear. And you might, the desire might keep surfacing, but the brain will always end up having, be in charge because it's, it's the gullest way is to block you from living in your light and living in freedom. The redemptive way is, oh, I have a desire. I really want to be sharing these dvaramachas. The brain starts kicking in and I say, uh, uh, mm-mm, nope. You're not welcome here. I'm sorry. Lech lecha. I'm leaving the brain. I'm going into my body and I'm going to access what is really going on. And then I go in my body and I realize, oh, my brain was telling me not to do it because there's fear. And my brain is trying to protect me from my fear. But what if I can listen to that fear and go to Parshas Noah and learn how to bring sunshine, bring Hashem to those fears? Oh, I'm so afraid. What if what if people don't agree with me? What if people think I'm crazy? What if da 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 da? Okay, you know what? Is do I believe that this is what Hashem wants for me? Yes. Do I believe this is truth? Yes. What if people think you're crazy? Okay. Do I think I'm crazy? No. 
Okay, am I safe? Yes. And then redeeming those parts of my body that's afraid, that's the only reason why my brain brain has been distracting me and not allowing me to do it because it thinks that I don't know how to heal those fears and those emotions. So the clouds come, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Now those clouds part because I gave a love and I brought Hashem and I told myself the truth. And now my desire is standing in her power. She's the feminine light. She's like, I'm ready to go. I've healed the fears. I want to do this. And now my brain has a job because now I just freed my brain to do what it's really, because as long as I'm suppressed, the brain, the brain needs to work. It's masculine. If you tell a man, don't work, just sit and be all day and get manicures, they'll die. They don't know how to do it. Like we could do maybe more, even it's hard for us because we have masculine energy within us. And also, of course, we're here to do and we want to do, but I'm just saying masculine energy, they, they need to be moving forward. So if you're not going to give the brain a job, it will just keep being, I'm your protector, I'm your protector. But now from this redeemed place, I have this desire and I felt my feelings and I'm ready to go with, now the brain has, now you say brain, I have a new job for you. I don't know how to make my desire happen. I have this desire. And then the brain says, oh, call this person. They've done a podcast. They could help you make a podcast and call this person. They could design it for you and make a little advertisement and put it out and invite people and do this and do that. Oh my gosh, brain, thank you. You are helping me fulfill my desires. I feel so loved. I feel so taken care of. And now the brain is like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, I have a really valuable job. Why am I, I don't want to be there suppressing her anymore. It feels so good to like help her reach her goal. And that's living with Hashem. And the brain starts understanding more and more and more and more until the brain feels so good and starts working with the body. And then there's harmony. It's like face-to-face unity in your body. And I, I want to give an example because I think it helped me understand so much because everything in our body is also in the world. Everything. We have everything, everything in our body. So we have masculine and feminine the masculine is our brain and the feminine is our body and we also have masculine and feminine relationships with a husband and wife there's the woman and the man the the way i describe this example that i give of an exile relationship between the brain and the body is an exile relationship between a husband and wife so it's always been that the feminine light has been suppressed and the men have been more dominant and the men know and the men know what's you know this is the way it is and women have been suppressed and the men it's like you know back 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 in even older days right the men came home and the women pulled off their shoes and massaged their feet and served them everything they need and like everything revolved around the man everything revolved around the brain and there's been many years unfortunately and many men have been very loving and very kind to their wives and there's been many men who use their power to control or to abuse or to suppress or mock feelings or or all of that how does in a relationship do we reverse that and does a man become a support to their wife or they honor her and and be, and what's okay what's a healthy relationship that's a very exiled um relationship a healthy relationship is the woman is the light is the essence is like the menorah of the home the panemius the essence of light and her desires are hashem's desire because the feminine light is more connected to like the essence and to the flow and to the energy and spirituality and the men are there to really hold space for all that light and to protect her and to give her that like external space to be able to be able to shine her light and be that that core energy and he protects her and gives her what she needs and makes her life easier 
so that she can be the light and he does you know the external and more the work and like the making things happen and together they're such a strong team and the more she feels worthy in her life the more he feels pleasure to be able to honor her and to take care of her and give her so he's the giver and she's the receiver and everyone is ends up being happier that way but the thing is i'm going to go back to that example the same way we've always tried to control our brain and change our brain and heal our brain through our brain we've tried to change and heal our husbands through a masculine way stop doing this and stop talking like this and be better like this and you should work on this and you should learn this and da 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 da, da. that's again ma it's a masculine way the feminine way if we want true redemption let's say in our relationship or whatever is redeem ourselves stop trying to control our husbands stop trying to change them redeem the seven lands be who you are know your worth stand in your light be in flow honor yourself know what's live this third way and know you know work on this school away taking care of yourself self-care having proper boundaries know when to do and know when to be and know your worth and from that space automatically the any man in our life our brain in our body from that space understands their role and it happens automatically without us trying to change it and I want to say that, of course, this is the same thing with Eretz and the world that you know there's again our body and the brain and there's a man and woman and then there's Eretz and the rest of the world Then when Eretz we don't need to change anyone we don't need to influence people to you know stop anti Semitism and spread the truth. We need to stand in our worth. We need to heal. Our Israel needs to heal. Jews need to know their worth and stand in pride and stand connected to Hashem and not be afraid. And automatically, anti-Semitism won't have a job anymore. Their job is going to be transformed, and they're what they're going to do. Instead of being anti-Semites, the whole world is going to honor the Jews, and it's going to it's going to give them pleasure and more light to serve the Jews and, and give them because that's how they connect more to Hashem. The same way a man gets elevated through honoring his wife and gets closer to Hashem because the women have higher light and the brain gets elevated through honoring the body. Okay. That's amazing. I, 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 yeah. I want to say, I really feel that it's happening with uh, the people uh, now respecting and respecting better than before. They're on our way, but it's I don't hear you so clearly, but I, I got the idea. It's not so clear. Yeah. Someone else wanted to say something? Now you hear me better? Oh, yeah, yeah. Say it again. I hear you better. Yeah. I, I, I say that I love the ideas you are giving us, especially about Eretz Yisrael, and I feel that it's happening now, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's all, this is all part of the process. Everything, it's also another example, you know, everything that's in this physical world is also in the spiritual world. So the moon and the sun is also the same idea. The moon is feminine and the sun is masculine. So when Mashiach comes, the moon is going to stand in her full glory and know her worth and be full as light as the sun. So, and the moon is also connected to the Jewish people. So the Jewish people is feminine compared to the whole world. I mean, it's all one and the same. It's like, there's no mistake. Eretz Yisrael and the Jews and men and women and in our bodies and the moon and the sun. It's, it's, it's amazing. So it's unbelievable that the hour is almost done. Um, but if I mean, I'll do, I, I'll, I'll share a last few things because there's a few more important pieces here. 
Um, I have a quick question, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah, go for it. I'm curious how we see in the process of like Abraham and conquering the land that that they actually did it in this feminine way, not in like like in the in the feminine way of owning owning our worth and stepping into that. How, like, how, was the was the was the meaning was the actual process of conquering the land and con oh I guess we never did that part yet I guess it's not even written in the Torah that, that they actually we never conquered the three last lands. three lands no never right so that's what we're doing so we now. don't have wow so we don't even have a like blueprint for it no but I believe that Abraham scouted all ten lands meaning gave us the potential to to be able to do it energetically but it never happened in actual. And you know, it's interesting what you're saying, because you said, did it happen in a masculine or feminine way? But what's interesting is that we conquered the land in a masculine way, and perhaps we never were able to access the last three lands because it has to be in a feminine way. What's the feminine way? Through nurture, through healing, through transformation, through emotions. Conquering the last three lands in a masculine way through war is not the way it's happening. And the Rebbe actually but said- But it is happening. That, it is happening in the world through war. There is, there is war. There is war, but 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 the ultimate ultimate final stage when we get those last three lands is going to be through the the redemptive way is going to happen is through us standing in our worth. It's not going to be through. Right now we're protecting ourselves. We have to protect ourselves. But ultimately, standing in our worth and by us doing the work of knowing and not standing for abuse or any of this, it that's actually the feminine way of transforming and conquering those last three lands. And we're giving. I feel, so. I feel that. I, I hope, oh, sorry, Sarah. Just to finish up. I, I, it's interesting how the past two weeks we've all been like waiting for them to enter Gaza, and they're not. They're just standing at the border, protecting. They're not going in. And maybe, and like they, there's talk that maybe there's the electricity is going to run out, or maybe who knows. But maybe it doesn't need to be through war. Maybe it's just through standing firm at our border and all of us that are not there doing this work that's so that's so beautiful and the rabbi says that we are going to ultimately end up conquering it not in a way of war and fighting but in a pleasurable easy like feminine way so that's a beautiful way i'm going to end the recording the official class now thank you everyone for joining um,